Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We're the team that can't play D. We told Zach Taylor to help our line, but we're one and four and one because we're losing. And welcome back to Fuck You, We Like the Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Sitting across from me is Lloyd Johnson. And for a second attempt, sitting to my left is Hannah Rushline. Hannah Rushline out of Indy. We kind of had a couple, a little bit of a technical difficulties with our last one, so... Uh, Hannah uh, just happened to be in town tonight, and we just thought she'd stop by and and re-record the pod with us, uh, re- redo the burns, go over the Bengals-Colts game, and you're just in town doing mics, so... Because you're hustling all over the place, aren't you? Yeah, I'm trying to catch COVID one of each of the states. COVID again? Yeah, second time. Uh, I when? got the antibodies. I'm yes, a little I, Avenger now. I don't know how long the antibodies last, though. No one does. That's the beautiful thing. Not our presidential candidates, not our scientists, not anyone. Only nope. God. I do. <laughs> how long do they last? I'm not telling you. Oh, come on. No. We're the ones that need the information. I'm the one that needs the information. What do you mean? Don't worry about it. Why? Just move on. Okay. Move on from what? A COVID conversation? <laughs> We're never going to move on from Lloyd giving me shit about everything. No, no. It runs in the Johnson family. It is, uh, we, we did lose the genuine reaction to you getting your present for my daughter. <laughs> Which I will fill everyone in on that. It is a tiny t-shirt that has the words DJ girl on it. And a Man. little girl spinning the ones and twos. It's amazing, and I think my first night back, I am genuinely going to wear that. I fucking hope so. Oh, I'm going to. Milano's is is not going to know what hit him. It's like a crop top, three-quarter bell sleeve. <laughs> Couldn't like, be sexier. Tight-fitting. I'm going to have an entourage of people as I carry my, my equipment out. They're going to be carrying my equipment and me on their shoulders. I, I, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I'm I mean, not we're sure obviously that's how it's gonna go, but I we're hope probably that's how thinking it goes. to 2022 at this point. Fair. When there's gonna be, when do you think normalcy is gonna hit, Hannah? I don't understand what that word means, Nor- <laughs> Alex. Normalcy. Yeah, I'm not um, I'm not equipped to speak on that. Things back to where they were in February and first third of March. I don't believe we'll ever return to that. Part of me kind of agrees, and it sucks. Because people are like, people are always gonna 
be wary of going out in crowds and being in closed, confined spaces more than they ever were. Yeah, I mean, just like, you know, back in 1819 when this happened. Because then no the one ever decided loop? to do this again. You're going to obviously have your crowd of people that's just, that, that's still, <laughs> what? No, that, I, it's, that's just a weird take that it's not ever going to be, like, it's, it's going to be fine. Give it three, four years, whatever, when no one's get, catching it. <clears throat> you haven't heard anything about it on the news for six months. People will forget this shit happened. You like, you remember when COVID happened? Like, uh. <laughs> it's after Dale died, but before. <laughs> Wait. I hope. I, I hope so too because I want to I want to perform in comedy clubs of 200 300 plus again bar mics of 15 plus I miss those days we all do yeah I mean how like how many like Hannah how many sets do you say would you do in, would you say you're doing on average a week a week I'm not certain but probably leading up until this month I was doing 12 shows a month okay. I mean, in all of COVID, and then miking on top of that, so... That rules. A little bit, I'm I probably, guess you could say. Yeah, I'm probably doing five sets a month, open mic and book shows, which is not... It's not where you want to be. I mean, but frankly, in COVID, it's not, not where you want to be. Yes. I'm out and about, you know what I mean? I'm like a boat in the harbor. Yeah. But the point is, is like, that's a path that only I can justify for myself. It's like, at the end of the day, how people choose to approach COVID comedy or even their lives in general is sort of something I think that we need to understand. That's part of the thing I'm talking about, never going back to normal. It's like, some things will go back to normal, but there's an entire remnant of human beings that's watching things happen right now. And, and understanding that I don't ever have to go back to doing anything like I did before. And as far as my approach to comedy, f- henceforth, will be a hybrid approach based on what I'm seeing out of human beings who I'm becoming in the indoor recess that we're in. Yep. And just like a forward approach to everything that's happening. Because one, we're not out of the woods. And two, like our worst days are yet to come before any of this gets back to normal. Yep. So, with that said... You know, I choose to be out and about, but I do understand that that is a social sort of a a responsibility that is back on me and something that, you know, I agree, understand that not all comedians agree with or, you know, or do, but at the end of the day, I can only speak for myself. Yep. And this is what I've chosen to do and have, you know, regular COVID checks and, you know, sort of twats and prayers as far as the whole thing is concerned. So, yeah, that's so much more insightful and thoughtful of a piece of sn- snippet of conversation that we had on the entire last podcast. I knew yeah. That. And as I was saying it, I was glad it was coming out. And honestly, I know that it's like on podcasts, you're just like, when if you don't know me as a person, this is just how I talk get to know her as a person all the time. Don't. But I, I, because I mean it. And it's like every day I'm truly just, you know, in it. So it's like an understanding that's like, hey, we don't have to Polaroid a process. I think I just encourage you, if you're listening to this on any level, to just understand that this is, you know, this is some time to spend in a dark room, so to speak, and figure out just, like, what, you know, what you're able to do and what kind of images you want to develop and the things that you, 
you are and want to say and understand that that's shifting all the time and that that's okay. Yeah. And I think, honestly, that will keep our mentals a little more gentle and buoyant. And when that is the place that you are coming from, well, I'm just a person that has to stupidly believe that, you know, when those things are in place and you're at the helm in control, well, everything else will be healthy. Yep. Including the toxic air around you. Like, I do enough in my day that I believe is a little stronger for me than the mask, but I will wear the mask because that is a socially responsible thing to do. Exactly. And I choose to comport myself as a thoughtful human in COVID despite being out and about in COVID. Mm -hmm. See, now I feel bad because I was going to turn that into a... This sounds like a post-psychotropic. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. You easily could. We should spin it back into something funny because honestly, if we talk about COVID, that's the thing about it. It's not that fucking funny. Yeah, I was just going with, you know, have birthday acid, maybe having a little, maybe yeah, having a little residuals, sure. and and that you're. What uh, he's saying is, you don't know this, but yesterday was my birthday. Happy thirty-seven. Th- happy thirty-seventh. Um, and uh, as a thirty-seven-year-old will do, I microdosed acid for the first time. It was pressed into my hand over the course of a birthday hang that was created for me. Were you? How many? So how many people were you with? Too many to be doing that level of psychedelic. <laughs> and I, uh, even as a, uh, I don't know, I'm a click beyond an extrovert. And I uh, I realized that if I were ever to consume that drug again, I would want to uh, be around 98% less human beings than everyone that, so that kept wanting to touch with, me on my birthday. So that means you were with at least 50 people. Oh, 100%. So many people in Indianapolis have COVID, but they really? were so happy to see me on my birthday <laughs> yesterday. You would never have known it the way they just wanted to shower me with love and attention. Yes. So if you had to bet on how many people caught COVID at Hannah's Man, birthday party. I'm a party. super host for sure. I don't know what that number is, but I just am certain that it's a lot. Yeah. And if you had to bet on how many people you think caught COVID at Hannah's party. If you wanted to <laughs> go to a The over-under on that is... Uh, we're looking at plus minus. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let's check bet online. <laughs> let's I bet check. you they have the stats. Yes, they do. Because the wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect, with many teams strutting their stuff early, and the MLB World Series is just a few days away. <laughs> you might not be in on you. Know, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. 
BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I'm sorry, I'm just laughing because they're doing these ads or whatever, which is the whole point of having podcasts, so you can have revenue and not yes. just be like wasting a closet space at your mom's house. <laughs> I'm not saying that's where I am right now. I'm actually in a person's space that uh, pays for it. But uh, what I'm saying is that's often not the case. But when they're reading the ads, I realized I was like, oh, as a bitch who's about to have podcasts myself, I was just thinking about... The stupid things I may be reading, or like the people that would be attracted to wanting to <laughs> advertise with me, and I'll just be like starting out every time, like, I want to thank my sponsors, La Choice Soy Sauce <laughs> and Handicaps Hot Fries. Uh, Are you gonna host like uh, a, a caller daddy, like knockoff podcast or something? I don't know. I want to start a podcast called Sports Dad. So I love that. We'll see. Man, I feel like my segues are getting better though. I I was I was in I was in yes. Man, that was fun. <laughs> Lloyd was giggling the entire time, though. Yeah, they're talking about some water and stuff. Um, I just realized I was a, a bad host. I didn't offer you guys anything to drink. Any no, you're fine. You gave us pink pineapple. <clears throat> Legitimately pink pineapple. That's not the name of a weed strain or no. some kind of tab of acid. No, it's a that new... seems germane <clears throat> to the conversation because it's... For sure, still in my system. Yes. I haven't even been. I've been afraid to hit my dad pin all day because I'm like, I'm gonna get crossfaded again. <laughs> I just like, and the funniest part is, I got sober from alcohol two years ago, but the whole time I was driving today in the fucking rain to Cincinnati, I was like, dude, like, this is gonna be so fucked if you've made this like miraculous transformation. <laughs> Only to at any point die from taking a selfie on the road or distracted driving or something else. And then have like the toxicology report be handed to your pastor dad and Asian mom. And it's like, uh, no alcohol, not a single drip. However, like everything aside from meth and cocaine uh, Hannah had in there. So I'm in a time of experimentation on maybe I should just be Ubering this <laughs> for the rest of core. My uh, driver's license has too many points for that. I'm certain mine does too. Mine has zero. I envy you. We'll just drive better. I, I have a, a year and a half before they all drop off my insurance. Okay, well. And I'm looking forward to that day. I got about a year and a half before one of my priors comes off. <laughs> <laughs> for as, uh, for as, as much interaction as I've had... With police over my life. I have a surprisingly low amount of stuff on my record. Really? <laughs> I'm jealous. It's, I mean, uh... As someone who's been in four physical altercations inside of UDF stores... <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... I, I, I don't have anything, like, actually of note on my adult record at all. Okay. If you were to somehow unseal my records as a minor... Oh, boy. Uh, it would be problematic. Um, <laughs> it's like some Jay Armstrong shit. I had like 14 assault charges in four years. Bro! <laughs> He's an angry boy. I was an angry boy. It's okay. Lloyd is now very non-confrontational. Like, we've talked about this. Oh, yeah. I don't ever want to be in another fight again in my life, if I can. I kind of did the flip side of that, where I was, you know, I talked about my pastor dad and Asian mom, and so I was like, 
very well behaved until I graduated high school and got out of the house and then flipped the script. So it's like all that, like, I never even had a detention, you know, and then I did four days in Marion County Jail as a, as a drinking adult. So it's like, clearly, you know, was it like we a can DUI? activate our superpowers at certain points. Was it like a DUI or something? Oh, I've had so many different things happen, Alex, I'm not certain where to start. Yeah, well, I, if it makes any sense, I also, like, all my friends were a lot older than me. Because I sure. looked like this at 15. Yes. <laughs> like, I used to buy my older brother cigarettes for him. <clears throat> um, the Wait, first this is not ID? Dude, I looked like this. When I say I looked like this, I mean, I'll pull up a picture of me at 15. You're like, what the fuck? He looks like a mini Hagrid if you haven't seen him. Yeah, yes. I'm a six and a half foot tall, <clears throat> long hair, giant beard. And the beard came in like, no joke at 15, it went from, like, the the normal, like, middle school beard that everyone had to all of a sudden I just walked in, like, you know, full fucking beard where the teachers are like, god damn. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, I think I grew up a step ahead. And a lot of the shit people do in their early years of being on their own, <clears throat> like, after my parents split, it just me and my dad shared an apartment, and at one day, I was, like, 15... 16 he was just like you're an adult i'm done just pay your fucking part of the rent and don't get me in trouble yeah like i subbed todd for a sixth grade class today and there was a 12 like 11 12 year old kid who had a deep voice and it rocked my world it was me so uh, <laughs> the funny thing is i've had this voice since i was a small tot who like sprung up out of the cornfield so i presented a tricky situation you grew up in indianapolis right no i grew up in a small town outside of indianapolis like okay rural indiana called okay. clay city oh wow yeah it had drive your tractor to school day it was named Le- like top legitimately ten, yeah it oh was my named god a top 10 town to raise your mixed kid white <laughs> That's not a real statistic, but I'm it sorry could if I be. accidentally spit on your hand. He didn't. He might have, and he's worried about me being a super host for COVID. So, <laughs> super spreader. I like that term way better. I'm a super I, sprayer. I thought that was her joke. <laughs> I'm super soaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of overlap yes. in what we're talking about here. Yeah, everything yes. is wet basically, and so. <clears throat> yeah, I grew up in Phoenix City, Alabama. Do you know where that's at? Mm-mm. Do you know why? Because. Because you fucking shouldn't. <laughs> I grew up in Anderson Township, Ohio, which is, like, as suburban white as it gets. Yeah, it's, like, the wrong kind of teeth whitening. <laughs> kind of white. I tried to I tried to write a joke about this. I couldn't, but I said if Anderson Township had a strip club, every stripper would be named Linda. <laughs> <sighs> That's the kind of town Anderson Township is. And they'd all go by chastity. <laughs> and destiny. Speaking, uh, speaking. Your destiny belongs in a trailer. Yep. Speaking of destiny. What the fuck happened last week? It was the Bengals' destiny to lose. I forgot to change the score because um, they were up twenty-one to nothing. Uh, in the second quarter, was it? Yep, 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 yep. A yep, twenty, a seven or twenty-one to nothing in the second quarter. They ended up losing. 31 to 27 uh cuz the defense couldn't hold the, they couldn't stop Philip Rivers momentum. Uh hmm. the beginning of the game I was I was excited. I've seen this 
Anytime. Yeah, same. I texted Alex and I was like, not a bad way to start. And then I literally, I, I was... Well, and this I is had, as the Bengals were up 14 to nothing. Yeah, I had it, I had it on at work. <clears throat> you know, finishing out my day. And the guy I worked with, Rami, was like, yeah, I think He's been good. on the pod before. Yeah, Rami Brown. Um, so I was like, yeah, yeah, starting off good. And he's like, yeah, man, I think they got this. And I was like, ah, let's not get... Let's not get too far ahead. Let's not. And, the, uh, yeah, they they did Bengals things. And, uh, on paper, the Colts' offense isn't phenomenal. It's not overwhelmingly good. Off paper, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how bad the Bengals are. Yeah. So, uh, we potted a while back previous to this game. Yeah. And, basically, I told the boys that I believed the Colts would win. And that one of them said if that happened, they would create an OnlyFans. And so I'm not certain that they remember that. I just wanted oh, to I say it early on. <laughs> I remember that. <clears throat> just in case that, you know, the pen that I've started hitting descends upon me that I have not forgotten about that. Yes, I vividly remember you saying you're going to make an OnlyFans. I just forget. What's up? You're... You're on the hook for this, too. All right, I'll make an OnlyFans. God damn it. If I remember right, I'm fucking pudding, and you're doing something else. <laughs> I'm doing something feet-related. Of course he is. There's a market for it, and it's not overly revealing. It's also like the... <laughs> that's giggling like a, a little schoolgirl right now. Yeah, I'm just smiling, Alex. Oh, I don't... There's a lot of different ways to make money. I don't... <laughs> Doing a feet only fans is like that mom that's like, I've done drugs. Like, mom, you smoked pot twice in college. Shut the fuck up. Like, I don't think I ever smoked pot in college. But, but yeah, they've. Uh, what's up? I'm reconciling the fact that you're a DJ and you didn't smoke pot in college. <laughs> Usually one leads to the other. I barely even drank in college. That's weird. Yeah, I was kind of. A, I was the dare kid that listened. <clears throat> You and Wyckoff, huh? Yep. Well, Wyckoff—I've seen Wyckoff very drunk before. Wyckoff is one of the funniest drunks I know. I remember listening to Wyckoff talk to people when he was working at the zoo as security, and I was like, "That is so much nicer of a human being than I could ever be." <laughs> like he was talking to this just frustratingly ignorant and obnoxious person. He was just so. He has like, an incredible amount of Beautifully patience. nice and sweet. And I'm like, I don't know that I could have made it to this point in the conversation without headbutting the person and losing my job. More or less still reiterating the same, like, no, you can't do whatever asinine thing the guy was asking. Like, that guy's a fucking, he's a saint. He's the best. But, yeah, the, the Bengals, I mean, they couldn't, because football so often is a game of momentum. You know this, Lloyd, right? I do. And the Bengals have lost momentum so many times. And I, I had this thought because the Bengals, uh, they, um, they, were able, they were kind of able to stop Lamar Jackson a little bit, but they couldn't stop a 37-year-old Phillip Rivers, which Hannah Rushline cannot stand. I, um, I'm, <laughs> I support Phillip Rivers as long as he is in... A Colts uniform. Uh-huh. From a simple fan level. However, 
I was not, I didn't want him on our team. I still don't. I am thankful that we're able to get into win columns. Yep. Because you play the Bengals. Yes. With he and his, you know, brood of nine. Yes, we'll get to that. Dragging us to the bottom of an infinity pool. I just, uh, but like I said, good on you, Philip. I think this is hopefully the only year that I'll even have to uh, think about you again. Yeah, I don't know how much longer he has because he's always had like a weird throwing motion too. Like he always throws like at shoulder, like he doesn't throw above his head. He's always throwing like shoulder level a little bit. Have you seen that, Lloyd? Um, no, I don't give a fuck about Philip Rivers other than the fact that I I feel like he is slowly and secretly trying to change the way he looks. <laughs> I totally feel you there. He's I was a weird dude, man. I was also I was trying to get uh the Bengals like they stopped Lamar Jackson a little bit. Yeah, I mean a team that was averaging thirty three points, they held him to seventeen, not bad. Held him to twenty. Or yeah, you're whatever. The part that mattered. Well, I also feel like that's partially because the Bengals face Lamar Jackson twice a year, and they know how to defend him. I think that the game started off with the momentum going for the Bengals, then it went against them, and they all just kind of... Once the Bengals lose momentum, I think the supreme case of this was the playoff game from like five years ago against the Steelers. You came at me really hard with that knife. You scared the shit out of me a little bit. <sighs> Wanted some more, uh... So I'm, I'm, I'm feeding them pink pineapple. You are it's... feeding us a lot of pink pineapples. Would you like? Mm. Yes. <laughs> I feel like this is more of a fruit podcast than it is a football podcast right now. I've had that said about me before. But I think a big positive that, that can come out of this game was the offense. Because coming into the game, the Colts statistically had the best, one of the best, if not the best defenses in the league. I think they had the number one defense. They had the number, number one, one defense pass, in the league. Number three against Rush. <clears throat> I mean, Mixon's stats weren't overwhelming. 18 for 54 and a tud. <clears throat> well, I think, I think the Colts defense came in thinking like, oh, we got this. Yeah, that happens a lot. And then our offense shined for a minute, and then they were like, oh, okay, all right, we got to take them serious. And yep. then they uh, – And then the defense just takes it into overdrive. And I think once our offense got stalled out, even the defense was just kind of a little <clears throat> meh. That happens so much. I remember there was a football game that, like, Alabama played against, like, a really small college. And the game was, like, tied at halftime. And the final score, I think Alabama scored, like, five or six touchdowns in the second half. I think it was, like, Coastal Carolina or something It was like something, that. yeah. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. But I think a big thing, a big, um, why are you giggling, Lloyd? Because she's scaring the shit out of me. Well, I, I'm also, so I'm just fumbling around trying to cut my pineapple. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, we do this as we record a podcast. Yep, We're yep, very yep. professional. But I think a, a, and you drop it on the ground. I did, <laughs> but I did not cut myself. But I think uh, one thing that I think a big positive from this game was the offense, because again, number one defense in the NFL, and Burrow spread the ball around to his big three targets. Um, T. Higgins, who I think had six receptions for 125 yards, including a 67-yard dime from Burrow. 
Because Burrow had been struggling with his deep ball all year because at one point he was like one for 22 on his deep balls. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I will definitely say there was a, a good deal of, of, of good signs, good things that were good to see. Yes. And then there was also some very Bengals yes. things that happened. Yeah, I, I would like to point out a lot of because a lot of the positives. AJ Green, fine. I think he had more receptions in this game than he has all season. All season pub combined? Is that a crazy take? No, I think it's actually statistically accurate. All right, let's look up AJ Green's let's stats. Not. Let's just say it is true. Let's just say it is what it is. If someone else wants to look it up, fuck them. They can't. Yep, absolutely. And T Higgins again, six or seven to one hundred twenty-five yards. You didn't need Boy- you didn't really need Boyd because you had T Higgins and AJ Green. Because I feel like. Tyler Boyd in this game was probably treated like a number one receiver. Well, I mean, he still had five for fifty-four. Game. Yeah, I mean, for being a guy that was going to be double covered half the time, he, yeah, he did well by the number one defense in the NFL. That's what I'm saying. They were number one against pass for the previous five weeks. So. They had one of your faves, Darius Leonard. You're, you said you like Darius Leonard a lot, and we'll get to him for sure. Yes. <laughs> Trying to include you in this conversation. It's perfectly fine. I'm happy to just sit here and listen. While they were watching that game yesterday, like I said, it was my 37th birthday, and I was just starting to figure out what it felt like to have a little bit of acid coursing through me. So, honestly, I forgot the game was even going on. I got a score alert later in one of the heavier parts of my trip, and I just remember being like, oh, the Colts won, but with no thought as to... What a football even was or represented more than simply, you know, sport in general as more of a theme of humanity. And that's when I realized I really shouldn't have gone out to watch anyone do comedy, but it was too late. And so we're just all in different places. I am still a Colts fan today, but like I said, um, I was out of commish for a sec. I was going to come to Indy and be like, Hannah, do you want to watch the game? And she's like, no, it's my birthday. Yeah, I also am just good about saying no to things I do not want to do. I'm right here. <laughs> I just, and I didn't even mean it as a slight to Alex, but I think if you hear the sound of my voice right now and you know me in any way, you're affected as well. And so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just come at me with better ideas. Yeah. I'm just kidding. That's not how that works either. It <laughs> honestly just depends on my mood. And it is up and down. Yeah. Pickle. <laughs> a fickle little kitten it is a fickle little kitten uh the last thing uh i think the last thing why are you giving me that look hannah because i said meow and then she didn't even know meow uh last thing uh i was going to discuss was beefy kicker i mean my boy has got a ever since drew mcgarry called him beefy kicker i'm i'm calling him beefy kicker from here on out randy bullock i mean he shows up 35 pounds heavier and he looks like he's like doesn't want to be there when he's on the field yeah like every time they zoom in on him he's like (laughs) kick the brown fucking oblong thing it's fucking yellow things again boring i mean honestly watching you do that i was a little bit triggered because i was just taken back right into open mics like that posture of like basically men because women are not children. Um, and don't go to open mics. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that hurts too. But I do go to open mics so everyone can suck my clit. Uh, with that said, um, pound it. I just like which will now, will now are, on be known as the that's the worst, apple. dude. 
<laughs> that defeated ass posture is is the most toxic thing. But it's it's everywhere, and it's funny. It's like it doesn't matter if you're an NFL kicker or like a an aspiring comic or even like a headlining comic. I've just watched people with these despondent attitudes towards the thing they supposedly love. You know, and then they wonder why they have no, like, fruit-bearing anything in their lives. And yep. it's like, I work well... At, I work at the zoo. I see that posture on dads every day. <laughs> you just you see, see a dad walking through just like, oh, God. Yeah, it's a, I don't know, a macaque, I think. That's how you say it. Sure, yep. It's All a right. bird. Then why does it have a trunk? Because it's a fat bird. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Maybe it's popped out four kids and doesn't do butt stuff anymore. So Bullock, I think... How many field goals did he miss all year? He missed the one against the Chargers. Three, right? He missed the one against the Chargers, which was the one that that um, was kicked as time expired. And he missed this one, which if he had made that, again, if your aunt had a dick, she'd be your uncle. But if he had made that field goal and the Bengals had that drive into Colts territory, they could, instead of Burrow throwing to throw the final INT, they could have run the ball, gotten closer to give Beefy Kicker another shot. Yeah, well. And then he would have missed that field goal. It didn't happen. I'm sure he went into a little Debbie-fueled fucking depression after the game. And uh, <laughs> I heard Jared had that. Um, was it a bad miss? It was, it was off the upright. Yeah. It, it, like the miss from, what was the Bears kicker? Cody Parkey, the double the doink. The, the double <laughs> doink. Dude, that one, I couldn't, I laughed so hard when I watched that happen. That I, I wasn't right for a good while. Oh, the double a doink. A good while. I could not stop watching it. I could not, I wanted to like, I never look at memes or care about that fucking shit. I was obsessed because it was so bad and I just wondered how close it was. It was just that. off the right, it was wide right off the upright. Yeah, it was, it was just one of those ones where you're like, yeah, it's going to miss. Yeah. Well, that's how I felt with Vinatieri all last season. Oh, because he know? was like and 47. Just, and so, frankly, that's where, back to earlier to Philip Rivers, is like my my animosity towards Philip Rivers isn't coming from like where you think it might be coming from. Like, why is he having all these children when he looks the way he does? Like, I just like, why would you keep passing that down? And like, what we're saying is like, he's not a great football player, although I know him to be in like the top three to five of all the, like, major passing categories, which when I read that, I was like... he's played every oh. game in the... I think he's the active leader for consecutive games played. Which is so lame, and I, I want to say that as a true sports fan, that I, like, I understand longevity and, like, oh, how wonderful and, you know, to just be in there all the time with that, but I it's boring. It's like, I just, like, get out of here. Yeah. It's like, it's enough. It's like, I'm an IU fan, and when I was, like, watching IU basketball men's only, because women's basketball, I'd rather kill myself, I, uh, I just want to put that out there. Uh, Thank you. That's why I haven't been watching bubble sports. I'm just to get on a tangent, I'm going to put this out here. Go As for a it. huge sports fan, I have three, like, sports logos tattooed on my body. Two of my five active tattoos are sports related. So what do you mean like, active I really, tattoos? I don't, I'm getting more on tomorrow. Just passive tattoos. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that means they're my dreamscape. And that means they're about to take life on my body. And if you think that's a joke, it's not. Because like I said, I just uh, sometimes take loose drugs that people give me <laughs> in sobriety as a 37-year-old. And um, things like fever dreams come to me in the shower 
Like my last tattoo, which is an ice cream cone, Dairy Queen, but with a third eye. And not on your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Comedy right. might not work out. <laughs> and, uh, it might not work out for really anybody. I haven't gotten like, great headshots yet, so no face tats. No. I've never considered a face tat. Um, you shouldn't. No. It's, I mean, I don't think it's really for anyone, but if you are going to do it, you know. What's his name? There's a rapper with an ice cream cone yeah. tattooed on his face. A who? Jeezy. Gucci. Yeah, Gucci Mane. Gucci. I was like, uh, the second I said Jeezy, I was like, no, 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 no. Here's a random one. Ivan Moody from Five Finger Death Punch, a lead singer. He has a hand who on cares? his face. I only care because it's that bad. I, but it's Five Finger Death Punch. They're that bad. Yes, like, they are. I don't even know who they are. That's how bad they are. I'm going to show you a you picture should, of Ivan Moody's tattoo. I'm, I'm sad. I'm going to hate it. I know. Oh, you I'm are real going sad that to. when he said Ivan Moody, I knew the band. Like, that's how it bothers me, like, once this loads. On a personal level. <laughs> this guy looks like somebody put their hand in, like, paint the way you do as a kindergartner when you're about to make a turkey print that your parents are going to put on the fridge. And this fucking fool has it, a red one, like, stamped over his face, which honestly, visually, is, uh... Upsetting. I feel like there's like a meaning behind it, which I'm will probably be is. even worse. It's probably he That's did a Fred... similar thing to me where he took pop up acid and went into his dreamscape, and then that dreamscape became reality. Yeah, he just has this like fucking painted on his face. That's, great. Yeah, that's where no Fred Durstan used to rest all the time. No face tats for me. <laughs> God, he's the worst. But what I meant with that is just like I'm a big sports fan. However, bubble sports are just not for me. I just think right now that, you know, if I wanted to watch, like, like people play, like, sports in an empty, you know what I mean, stadium, I would have watched WNBA games. <clears throat> What's that, Gerard Carmichael's joke? He was like, uh, what? He's like, how is it that, that this business or this business is going out but the WNBA is flourishing? He's like, I'm going to take a risk here. I'm going to guess no one, this is during the filming of his specials. I'm going to guess no one in this audience can tell me who won the WNBA finals last year. (laughs) And he just stands in silence for 30 seconds staring at the crowd. And then some guy in the back yells out something. He's like, you're fucking guessing. And the guy was like, "Eh." He's like, you know, I mean, look, there's a reason that, there's a reason there's a devil. Who wants to watch lesbians do layup for half an hour? Every time I've seen the WNBA on the top 10, it's been a layup. He's like, take your stupid fucking ball, t- colored ball and get the fuck out of here. I mean, 100%. And if you were to look at me at any given time, I have the kind of appearance where if you were like, oh, Hannah's a basketball wife, someone would say, which <laughs> which league? I have that kind of like a vibe, you know, like a WNBA basketball wife or an NBA basketball wife. So Like the League of Women with like yeah, five like ads on their jerseys. There's no way. There is not cunnilingus in this world good enough for me to wife up to a WNBA player <laughs> and have to sit courtside at those games. And like I said, yes. I'm pretty like, sure those tickets are free. I could... I mean, I've already... That's the thing also about bubble sports. Full disclosure, I'm not going to put a person on blast, but like... If you haven't seen me also, I have the same body like Lloyd that I've had since I was 15, which is just the frame of an eight-year-old boy. And then I just got a little bit taller and a whole lot sluttier. So 
Basically, I look like that. And with this body, this celery stick body, I was invited to the bubble this year. So if you think <laughs> that your favorite sports stars are safe, they are not. They need to be at home, not jackarooing around, you know, inviting porn stars and uh, future features to uh, come over there and, you know disrupt the game that I love so much. So honestly, me not watching and participating is me doing a service to all of you men out there who have, quite frankly, nothing but sports. God, I did that one time. Here we go. And all of a sudden, I get shit for it. I should have gone to the I bubble. I feel like you missed on it, Dunkaroos. <laughs> I mean... Have you ever been to a fever game? Yeah, I definitely have. Okay. I have gay friends. <laughs> I will say, I went to... NKU for a couple years, and I got the opportunity to play pickup against uh, a girl who played college basketball for their team, and holy shit, I never want to do that again. No, it's it's really upsetting how good some of the people that do things we don't care about at all are. <laughs> people are elite at doing things I do not give a fuck about. Yes! So, but it's also like the Guinness Book of World's Record. Like, there's some dude out there who's filled up... Yeah! You know... Oh, I've read about that dude. Oh my god, he's like he sets world just like random world records because I, I want to say I can't believe I remember this name, Ashrita Furman. I believe I'm right on that one. I, I couldn't tell you, man. I, my point was that I don't care. Yeah, he's so. like fastest time walking a hundred meters on your hands, or yeah, I think it's. I think what also where Lloyd is going is if you just maybe just like a little life hack I can put out here right now, but it just like what you like. Yep. And honestly, if someone else's like is not personally infringing upon, quite frankly, your health, you know, (laughs) then at that point, you just have to be a strong enough human to understand that it's like, that's okay. Yep. And yeah, that's, I don't... you know, it's like, I think we have, people need to understand, it's like, even nerdiness, it's like, it's, they're like niche nerds, you know, it's like Harry Potter fans wanting to battle Star Trek, and it's like, hey, we just like all these different things, and that's all right, and it's it extends to comedy and sports and all of that, too, but with that said, it's like, I'd never, like, marry a Boston Red Sox fan. Yeah, because you're a huge Yankees fan. I am. I... Wouldn't, no. You're not a big hit the ball with the stick guy. Not at all. Don't get it. I, I, Baseball, you mean? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's what Lloyd calls it, hit the ball with the stick. Baseball, softball, tennis, it's all the same shit, right? I, my dad coached tennis for like 30 years, so I now repairs tennis courts, right? Uh, yes, he does. Yeah. But you yeah. want to give your dad a plug right now? <laughs> uh, Schubert Tennis, I guess. Sure. Worst son ever. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's got two, and he only played the father-son tournaments with one of them, and I was not that one. You weren't the son? No, my brother was better than me. (laughs) My brother was way better at tennis than I was. It took a long time for me to admit that. I forgot you got a brother there for a minute, so I just pictured your dad, like, subbing in some other kid. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try to get Brad on the podcast at some point. As soon as you said my brother, I remembered you had one, but for half a second, I just, I skipped that. So I was like, your dad played a father-son tournament without you? (laughs) He was about to be my fucking hero. That would be insanely cool. 
That's I, I, that's legit something my dad would have done if he had <laughs> any interest other than vodka. Yes. <clears throat> oh man. If you had to bet on who that person would be, I'd go to bet online. I would. I, I would. I should have had this loaded, but I would easily go to bet online, man. Wow, I should have been more prepared. There we are. Yep, the wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us. You know, football is in full effect. With many teams starting their stuff early, because the MLB World Series, it's about to be underway. Uh, and you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Speaking of, I might bet this weekend on the fights. Oh, nice! So, I don't think I have anything going on this Saturday, so... Uh, the fights start at 2 p.m. Really? Special time this week. It's Habib Nurmagomedov versus Justin Gaethje. I'm more excited for this fight than I have anything in the past few years. I stand. I love it. Is um, this UFC? <coughs> yes, yes, this is UFC. I see. Lloyd's a huge... I just watched the... Lomachenko severely underperformed in his bout versus Lopez the other night in boxing. So I'm going to go back to uh, watching UFC where everybody's still actually competing at their normal levels because boxing is depressing right now and uh, kickboxing is not happening very much. I have a question for you. Yep. So the, are you a boxing fan as well? Yes. What did you think of the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight? Um, if it had happened seven years before that, I would have cared. But you didn't care when it actually Not happened. No, it was, it, Pacquiao was out of. He clearly was out of his prime. Clearly dealing with a lot. Okay. It just it was. If it had happened a few years before, it would have been a much more interesting fight. But yeah, I mean, I'm half Filipino. My mom is from the banana boat country, of which Manny Pacquiao may as well be our national symbol. And I still was like. Why the fuck is that guy in, you know what I mean, in a title bout like that? Like, I'm all about people gently Money. and gracefully bowing out of things when it is time. And, you know, like I said, no judgment. But as far as, like, being able to, like, get hype about that, it's like, oh, go prop that dead bird up and then let, you know what I mean? Like, a, an eagle into a ring with them, it, you yeah, know, and, I, like... At that point, it was it was definitely like a hawk versus a pigeon. It was just yeah, dude, that didn't feel and then, good. And then Pacquiao took like a year off and actually came back with this, you know, melon back to you know somewhat yep. firm, and could fight somewhat <laughs> decently again. But he had fought so regularly on the decline of his career that he yep. just was jello brained and very like his back a step and not in it the way he was when that fight happened. So I just didn't give a shit. Yeah, I, I think to uh, to add a point to what Hannah said, I think the the easily number one reason to took the fight because was because the paycheck was fat as fuck. Well, I mean, even as lopsided as it was between the two, yeah, I'm not turning down thirty million dollars for a night's worth of work. So. Oh yeah, HBO. I mean HBO was it HBO that that aired the fight. I honestly don't remember, man. But goddamn, they got a fat paycheck. God, I pay. I pay. Thir- I get paid thirty million dollars to lose like that. Well, that's like when Conor McGregor fought Floyd Mayweather. It's like, yeah. 
That's one's, not even Conor McGregor's sport. Right. One's the best defensive boxer of all time. One is a... UFC fighter. Mildly above average UFC fighter with a good penchant for talking shit and being in front of cameras. And like, being a celebrity. Yeah. It, it To me, it was clown shoes. It was one note joke. It was watching Conor get beat up by a guy who knows how to box. Didn't which, McGregor hold his own in that fight? Not at all. Okay. Not even a little bit, No. I, I might have remembered that differently. It was embarrassing. There's 10 other people in the UFC that I would have put in that fight ahead of him as far as boxing skills. But even in that case, boxing and, and MMA are two different things. Yep. If you put Floyd Mayweather in a MMA match versus a guy who's just making his pro debut, I'm probably going to pick the other guy. Yep. <clears throat> I, I've I've been steeped in both i you know i i, I, I trained in mma for years I, I i helped coach beginners i that i have a, a healthy healthy respect for boxing i understand what that is but i can't even believe they just did that cross collab in the first place it's so again money well 100 percent. i understand why they did it yes it's just simply not even yeah it, it would it would honestly be like It'd be like, hey, this dude's a, a Ronaldo's a great soccer player. Fuck it, let's throw him on a football team. Like, what? Yeah, people have been able to do that. I, I.e., Bo Jackson. Yep. And then the best athlete to ever live, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael, Michael Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael, no, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Also, he did. He did a wicked jump it. shot. He did multiple. He was across the board. He changed I, uh, a lot of things, but I don't think they were sports related. <laughs> I uh, just depends. I mean, he changed I races. That's <laughs> as Argu- Sammy Sosa. Arguably harder than than changing sports. R.I.P. Um, I don't know. I'm not condoning him, but I'm also just. I also never understood that whole thing. I was not fascinated by watching a, a fucking. 30-something-year-old dude walk backwards weirdly. I don't get it, but whatever. I mean... He did it. There's an art to moonwalking that I've, sure I've tried to is, master, and I can't do it. On the list of things I don't care about, that falls right under pictures of your newborn. I just don't <laughs> fucking care. Michael Jackson? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he shaves his balls? Do you think he shaved his balls? I don't think he had balls, but that's a whole different conversation. They're but really... I bet you he shaved the patch where his balls used to be. Yep. And I bet you... I bet you he wished he had. I bet he Manscaped. had. Yeah, go ahead. Manscaped. Yep, listen up, fellas, because today we have a new Manscaped product alert. Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hairs sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean, shaven pubes. Which, by the way, Hannah, you're, you're, we, we went over this and take one. You are not an ear hair fan, are you? I just don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not repulsed by it, but I. I certainly probably do not want to see it. Or nose hair. Yeah, I mean, if I just. Yeah, that's not going to be a trait that somebody that I want to actively pursue. Yeah, in on any level, even at simply a vagina level. Yep. I don't even want to, you know. Do you have any like weird experiences with nose or ear hair, or just have you managed to avoid that? I've basically managed to avoid that. Lucky you. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that as if I've come into 
play with it. I've luckily have never had like a bad experience with that either. It's just I've never really seen it. Yeah, I've definitely fucked some old dudes, so it's like they've you know, it's not like it hasn't been there. Yes. Okay. But as far as someone I'm gonna like get into a Facebook relationship with, I would just prefer they you know, do the easy things you can do now. Yep. To eliminate that sort of follicle <clears throat> growth. Yep. And what kind of easy things would those be, Alex? Manscaped, you know, because they are forever changing the grooming game with their weed whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer pro- provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped weed whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree de- rotary dual-blade system. That's a lot of words in a row. Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience and is wa- and it is waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts up for, for up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled your nose hair out with your fingers? That might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to, delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas, 79% of partners, Hannah included, polled, admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ROGUETHEORY at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping our pubes trimmed and hairs and our holes looking nice. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com that's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair what are you waiting for go whack your weeds Lloyd I know the Colts took us down Hannah I know your beloved Colts took us down and I know you just heard these jokes a mere three days ago but you want to pretend those jokes never happened and you want to take down the Colts Let's do this shit. Let's do this shit. Uh, we're going to start off with the mascot, Blue. Lloyd, what do you have? <clears throat> Blue looks like the saddest furry at the convention. Like, he's the one <laughs> sitting in the corner by him, sitting in the corner having to yiff himself. <laughs> And you, you alluded to and, what yiffing is. Yeah, right? yeah, don't ask me why I know what yiffing is. <laughs> You're, you've never, you've never, thankfully you've never, never had a furry face, right? No, but I've, I've got some weird friends, bro. <laughs> uh, man. Yiffing is, is it? Yiffing's the, like the humping that furries do. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm surprised the Colts mascot is blue instead of all nine of Philip Rivers' kids in a trench coat. <laughs> I don't think they'd fit. No. <clears throat> He'd have to have three mascots. It's like, all right, six-year-old, you take one arm, seven-year-old, you you be the other arm. It'd be like the fucking Autobots. Like the, or the, <laughs> what was it? Never mind. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, the owner, Jim Ursay, who looks like he wishes he could be named Rex. <laughs> Jim Ursay looks like Kurt Angle and B. Arthur were melted together in a vat of wild turkey. <laughs> And we alluded to this on the on take one, but Hannah, you probably know this better than we do, that Jim Irsay is like a huge figure in Indy. Yes. <clears throat> and by it... huge figure, I mean known amongst the community. There's somebody who about bought... football drinking. 
<laughs> and uh, musical memorabilia. He spent eight hundred and seventeen thousand on John Lennon's stand-up piano. Oh, that's as something well Jimmy would do. A million dollars on one of Prince's guitars. A million dollars on one of um, Garcia's guitars. Oh fuck! He has like a whole collection of shit that. He for sure bought while hammered drunk. He looks like he's fucked to the Grateful Dead at least ten times. He looks like he's been fucked to the Grateful Dead. (laughs) (laughs) He also looks like he can only come if Pat Benatar is playing in the background. (laughs) Hit me with your best shot. As he punches himself. (laughs) Uh, And the GM, Chris Ballard. Lloyd? Little known fact, Chris Ballard actually played the in-between shot in Saving Private Ryan where Matt Damon was aging. (laughs) Uh, I know Chris Ballard cares about his team, but did that really mean he had to trade his eyebrows for draft picks? (laughs) What a sad-looking man. He really is. Coaching. Frank Reich. Lloyd. He looks like if you were to buy your Dan Blazarian from a douchebag outlet store. (laughs) Man, man, I I guess Jeffrey Epstein really didn't kill himself. He just became the coach of the Colts. <laughs> I grew a beard. I'm not the same guy. Yeah. Quarterback. We uh, roasted this guy. We talked about this guy at length on take one, but Mr. Philip Rivers. Hannah, you be the you be the one to lead us off. I mean, Philip Rivers. I hope you continue to win. Games at the home of my favorite football team, but aside from that, I can't wait for you and your brood to ship off elsewhere. I think you're a piece of shit. You look like if maybe the hottest member of like Dwight Schrute's family. I don't know why <laughs> anyone would keep watering down whatever they were bringing to the bedside table with you know what potentially could be born of your entire essence you've just been an annoying part of my fandom growing up playing in san diego and i'm sad to have to even i don't know have your name in in my mouth but uh keep up the uh if you're that sad about having to have his name in your mouth think about that poor wife of his everybody has a 37th birthday Yeah, like like we alluded to earlier, Philip Rivers has nine kids, which has really changed the way quarterbacks get heckled. Because most guys get told "you suck," meanwhile Rivers gets go- gets told "for the love of God, finish on her tits." Philip Rivers, if you look at the past few years, he looks like he's having plastic surgery to slowly look less and less like Philip Rivers. And I think that's his his plan to ultimately just abandon all nine of those children. <laughs> because at this point, he kind of doesn't look like Philip Rivers as much as he does Leanne Kreischer, Burt Kreischer's wife. <laughs> Do you think why Antonio Cromartie is growing a beard or something? <laughs> I think there's like a few reasons for beard to be in that conversation, but we'll move on. <laughs> we will move on um, to my next joke about Philip Rivers, and then we'll go to Jacoby Brissett. Former NFL running back Lendale White called Phillip Rivers a pussy for brushing off the fact that his former running back Melvin Gordon wanted a new contract. And after hearing he was a pussy by force of habit, Phillip Rivers finished inside of himself. <clears throat> and somehow Ted three kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I joked, uh, th- little throwback burn, when he was in San Diego, he was two kids from having to name his son Ladanian. 
<laughs> I think that's a statute in, in San Diego, isn't it? Ugh. Of LT? Yeah. Okay, that I support. Yeah, after like after like the fourth, you have to just... One of the best running backs of the 2000s. Well, I think there's like a law on the books there where after your fourth kid, you have to name one LaDainian. <laughs> uh, and his backup, Jacoby Brissett, who looks like Michael Strahan after every interaction with the nightmare that is Kelly Ripa. <laughs> uh, he looks like a knockoff Black, Black Panther character called Shady Housecat. Because <laughs> you, 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 I'm sure you watched Jacoby Brissett play at length last year. You have any thoughts? Yeah, he. I mean, and by at length, I mean however long he was on the field. You know, through it was basically all of 2019 since Andrew Luck suddenly retired. It's a weird, happy, sad face all in one. I don't even know what that means. I'm just smiling at his name. <laughs> Jacoby. No, Brissette. It's oh. just like the whole... Those are like the names of like when I find out about certain athletes where I'm like, did I hear that right? And he has like one of those fun names, those Key and Peele names that I really enjoy. Jacoby Brissette kind of sounds like a French dish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, tonight we have the Jacoby Brasset. Oh, the Jacoby Brasset. Uh, after this, we have a for this yet, a little Debrickashaw Ferguson. <laughs> Debrickashaw Ferguson sounds like the name of an Once injury. Once again, a fake name. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like, like the what? name of an injury. And after that, a little more Ebenezer Ecubon for your salad, sir. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. The, they have weird names. Yes, they do. Running back. Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is a Toppers franchise owner, which is not surprising considering his face looks like it gets attacked every day by a pepperoni pizza. <clears throat> Jonathan Taylor seems like his his head took the term workhorse way too seriously. Yep. With his deep set eyes and protruding lower jaw, the man looks like a horse. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor looks like the last five comics they booked at Helium for the t- small room upstairs where I'm like, who? So, that's fun. <laughs> um, yes, and his backup. You had a Naheem Hinesburn, didn't you? I sure did. Um, he played the role of Randy Taylor from 1991 to 1998 on uh, Home Improvement, as well oh. as voicing young Simba in 1994's The Lion King. Oh, wait, that's the last guy, Jonathan Taylor. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I'm thinking Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah, I have no idea what the fuck a Naheem Hines even is. <laughs> he's he's the kind of guy, if you have him on your fantasy football team, he'll blow up once a lunar cycle, and everyone goes crazy about him. All right, so this is going to be a deep cut, but tell me this man does not look like the Goombas from the Super Mario Brothers movie with John Leguizamo. Did anyone see that? I am a, I grew up playing Super Mario. I never saw the movie because I heard it was terrible. That movie, I love that movie. Top to bottom. I love awful shit that is done well. I, I'll tell you what. You want, you want a glimpse into how my head works? My favorite movie of all time is a movie called The Greasy Strangler. <laughs> it is the most absurd thing that someone someone got a lot of money together to make that movie. Yep, and they shot it well, and it's acted well, and it's the most absurd thing ever. Yep, and I love it with every bit of who I am. I love uh, that. My like right next to it is Tusk, Kevin Smith's Tusk. Have you ever seen that? I have not. God damn it! It's 
The guy Michael Parks should have got a goddamn. He should have won a, an Oscar or whatever award they could possibly give him for how well he acted in one of the most absurd things you'll ever watch in your entire life. I may check that out just based on the name alone. I'll, I'll <laughs> give you the DVD. I, I, you, Tusk is one of my favorite things that's ever happened. Okay. Uh, it started as Kevin Smith just super high on a podcast coming up with an idea and then people tweeting i i will admit i was one of those people yep and they decided to make the movie and they made it and it's so good yep uh it's i mean just just as well the way it's shot the special effects the acting everything about it is amazing (laughs) and it's one of the most absurd things you'll ever see in your fucking life like johnny (laughs) depp is in the movie okay he does not take a credit under his own name. He goes by, by Gila Point, which is a character he revived for another Kevin Smith movie later, later. But he liked it so much because it was so absurd. Yep. That he was willing to be in it and not get paid almost anything. Yep. I which support made me that. like Johnny Depp a lot more. I support that. I re- Dude, that's awesome. Uh, I will say uh, Naheem Hines. I know you guys aren't SpongeBob fans, so I'll pull up a video clip for this one. Naheem Hines wore SpongeBob cleats featuring SpongeBob when he was the Quickster. Uh, they were way better than the SpongeBob cleats that Dak Prescott wore uh, over the last weekend. My leg. <laughs> hey, you know what? Good on Andy Dalton. Yes. It's going to be crazy to watch because Andy Dalton plays uh, about uh, starting about 30 minutes from when this uh, podcast is being recorded. So best of An- best of luck to Andy Dalton. We get to roast him week 14. Oh, I'm, I'm aware. I am so stoked for that. I am crazy stoked for that. I like that she smiles as soon as you say the word stoked. I'm not sure why, but I like it. <clears throat> uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm a stoked, stoked boy. But we'll get to that um, in a little bit because we're going to get to our wide receiver, Mr. T.Y. Hilton. I got you, Hannah. Uh, T.Y. Hilton has faded into obscurity in indie so hard and so fast. His nickname is Crackers Comedy Club. (laughs) Hannah, you first take you really (laughs) supported that joke. I, uh, I still support the joke. Crackers Comedy Club is a dying institution standing on its last racist legs, and I really don't think I even need to give the bad human at the helm of it any more mic time by simply saying it's somewhere I will never perform, and I look forward to, if COVID doesn't beat it, well, certainly its own uh, antiquated practice as well. I believe in the last recording, the, the words awful cunt came in. <laughs> yes. And I support those Look words. Look at me growing. Look yep. at you. Yep. You're growing. We still support I'm those 37 words. now. Uh, Lloyd, what do you have? Uh, as much as I tried to roast him, and there's a lot. I mean, just look at the guy. There's a lot to roast him about. I got stuck as soon as... the One of the first things I read was that his real name is Eugene. Yep. And when asked, why do you go to buy T.Y., he said, quote... <clears throat> My daddy's name is Tyrone, so ever since I was little, everyone just used the first two letters of that. 
That's not an answer. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't mean anything. Also, why is it T dot Y dot not T Y not Ty not? What the? F- it's good he has athletic talent because he's dumb as fuck. Makes no sense. I, I was I was infuriated enough that I, I missed that he looked like uh, Dave Chappelle's girlfriend on the Tyrone Biggins with Joe Rogan. Episode. <laughs> I uh, like that they both just nodded. Alex chuckled a little bit, but it's it, real accurate. Yes, it, it does suck because we we've already heard all the jokes. That's that was a new one I, I just laughing. noticed. Yeah, uh, we got to speed through this because Hannah's got got to get to the next mic. Um, but for now, uh, next wide receiver, Doris Fountain, who looks like someone had five minutes to turn Deshaun Watson into a girl. <laughs> Which fits nicely into mine, where I said he looks like Keegan Michelle Key. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like somebody's Gam Gam's name. You know what I mean? It's like... Doris? Fountain. Mm. <clears throat> it sounds like one of the one of the umpteen fountains in like the, the park district in London. Oh my god. That's the Doris Fountain of... Oh, it's the Doris Fountain. And the next wide receiver, Desmond Patton. He has enough hair to donate to locks of live, laugh, and love. <laughs> I think he looks like a, a silly putty copy of Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> oh, man. As much times as I get called Lenny by Michael Kurtz, I support that joke. We'll stop he looks like a chia pet. Like those old plants or whatever. I mean, I can say it. I'm brownish. Uh, his skin has the color of like a terracotta pot. <laughs> you know, I can't say that because <clears throat> I am Norwegian as fuck. So, but I appreciate that all the same. He does have a very chia pettish. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's just like, I like could... when he dies, like his family's just going to decapitate him and like dry it out and set it on the thing next to their other chia. He's collection. got a bright smile too, quite frankly. So, I mean. They're in worse busts. <laughs> he looks <laughs> he looks like a palm tree grew way too big of a coconut. <laughs> that feels wrong because coconuts are brown. I don't know why, but it just feels wrong. <laughs> oh, I was I kinda thought of that on the spot. I'm like, I'm not sure if I should say that. And I kinda, no, I, I kinda I went for it. it. I appreciate it, but it yeah, it I think my laugh stalled out just a little bit because <laughs> And Ashton Doolin. Ashton Doolin looks like if Damon Waynes was playing Leslie Jones in a football movie. <laughs> uh, Zach Pascal. <clears throat> Zach Pascal looks like Hannibal Burris in a really shitty wig. Yep, he sure does. Mr. Jack Doyle, who posted a video with his son about homelessness in Indiana on Twitter. And the first response was from former defensive backs, uh, defensive back Antonio Cromartie, saying, "My guy." It wasn't that Antonio. It wasn't that Cromartie loved his empathy for the homeless. It was that Cromartie admired a guy who remembered his own son's name. <laughs> Jack Doyle looks like he's going to be one hell of a car salesman in two years. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's my accountant. <laughs> and. Uh, Trey Burton, thrower of the touchdown to Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. He looks like if Chris Brown worked at a Tires Plus. Sure does. And tight end Mo Alley Cox, Colts tight end and guy who looks like he lives in a crystal ball, Mo Alley Cox. He hadn't played any organized football since his freshman year of high school before signing with the Colts in 2017. 
which is strange because having limited football experience is usually what motivates people to sign with the Jets. <laughs> which, know. by the way, I want to throw this out there. I wrote that joke before they lost 20, 24 to nothing to the Dolphins. There's two things I know for sure about this dude. They give you one hell of a tarot card reading, and he is definitely never invited to any of my cocaine parties. <laughs> He's got that big nose. Yep, entire eight ball. That's it. He looks like he snorts eight Literally balls. Literally an eight ball. Though. Yes. Like off the- Anthony Costanzo. Uh, Anthony Costanzo kind of touched down in 2014 and did a Street Fighter celebration. Which is ironic, considering he looks like a guy who would be the least selected Street Fighter character. He looks like somebody, if you met him in person, you'd be just as happy as you are getting a a salad from a pizza place. (laughs) Uh, We're chugging right along, because Rushline's got to go. Braden Smith, other offensive tackle, who was 6'6 and 270 pounds as a freshman in high school. Yeah, and even and even as a baby, he was a giant. You know, fun fact: he's the only person who was ever born by way of A, B, C, D, E, F, and G section. <laughs> this dude looks like he throws like one hell of a temper tantrum over his Legos every Thursday. <laughs> uh, let's see, <clears throat> offensive guard Quentin Nelson, who looks like if AJ McCarron was a school shooter instead of a quarterback. <laughs> uh. What, the picture you pulled up is not one I had seen. <laughs> and uh, that looks like the fattest, saddest clown ever. Center Ryan Kelly. Uh, if Ryan Kelly had played under Peyton Manning, he looks like he could hear him shout Omaha from Omaha. <laughs> Ryan Kelly looks like if you took any of the cops that murdered Breonna Taylor and just put his face over one of them, it would never, <laughs> no one would ever know. He has the visage of both a sho- like a school shooter and then also a police officer. <clears throat> Ryan Kelly looks like if Michael Phelps was actually an athlete. <laughs> Defense. Uh, we're just going to do one defensive guy. We are going to go to Mr. Darius Leonard. Uh, Earlier this year, Darius Leonard was racially profiled at a Chipotle with him and a few of his friends. It's the worst thing to happen to a Colts player at a Chipotle since Trent Richardson was fired from his job as cashier. (laughs) And anything. You, this is one of the guys. This is Darius one of the Leonard, guys. it's like I I like him as a player or whatever, but I, he's clearly kind of a he's a little bit of a dumb dumb. He recently, uh, two games ago, threw one of his white gloves post game to a fan, and it had his wedding ring in it. Yep. Uh, and that person had to like get it back to him via Twitter. But I just I think I was just really str- like stricken by the fact that uh, you know he <laughs> had his wedding ring on. <laughs> Isn't that a legal divorce in Indiana? I mean... So, Lloyd, Hannah, I think we got him pretty good. Even though they got us a couple uh, yesterday. A <laughs> couple yesterday. Yeah. All right. Like a couple <laughs> yeah. yesterday. Predictions and bullshit. Let's bullshit for a little bit. Yeah, let's go bullshit. Um, I'll bullshit by saying that um, the Bengals got me again. How'd they get you again? 
by taking a 21 to nothing lead in the first fucking quarter and then just shitting all over my hopes and <laughs> dreams. They do that often. It was so Bengalsy that it was all, it was almost comforting at the end. Like, man, this is I remember this. This is what they do. I've I've often said this. There is no city in America <laughs> that is more championship starved from a professional level than Cincinnati. I cannot name one. With, with, with professional sports teams. What do you mean? I'm sure there's plenty of cities that don't have sports teams that are... Well, like, teams that have pro sports... Cities that have pro sports teams, but aren't kicking ass. Uh, you know, that that's one of those things that we've talked about before where I throw out something that means nothing and yes. you do not actually have to respond. <laughs> I, I like to keep things fluid here on Fuck You, We Like the Bengals. All right, well, uh, speaking of fluid, little squirt's got to get to her mic, so... Yes. Do you want to plug some things real quick? Sure. Um, follow me on social media, Instagram mainly, at HanderpumpRules, Hannah, H-A-N, and then Derpump, like Vanderpump. It's a show on Bravo Television. Um, I'll have shows coming up. I always do. Otherwise, I'm just on there uh, you know, being a citizen of the world. You run Red Flag Comedy? I run Red Flag Comedy, amongst other things. Uh, in December, I'll be launching my website, Curated Savage. So you can check that out post-December for, you know, any and all content from me. I love it. Um, Lloyd, any plugs? Um, no, just the normal. Check out uh, Mr. Cheeks, New Nasty Boys. Thunder Slime. Thunder Slime. Uh, the Bastard Sermon. My boy Cody and his friends had me on. Great, great podcast. I, I hope to do it someday. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I think it's mainly Thunder Slime right yeah, now. Yeah, I think now it's like the Thunder Slime and Mr. Cheeks. Or the, yeah, I can't You either. can't keep up with Rand's podcasts? I mean, well, the, the shifting. Yes. I was going to say, he lived here at one point, and I wasn't sure which one was being recorded in my apartment. <laughs> I think they have a, the fluidity that Alex is, is seeking at times. <laughs> Rand's uh, whole vibe is... Uh, Never being off. And very funny. Yes. Hilarious, he, frankly. He's made me laugh so hard so many times, I, I support the hell out of him. Yeah, he's made me hard, too. What? Are we, what? Yep, what, what? Huh? So I think there's only one thing left to say, Alex. Not necessarily. I'll I got wait. some plugs, bitch. No, I'm I got some plugs, boy. You're right, you're right. No, you're fine. I stepped um, in. You did. You're fine. Yeah, um, I am. I say that in my outside. You're fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Look, you're, look. fine. you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Um, Billy DeVore, friend of the pod, has a new podcast coming out. Uh, I believe Hannah is going to be a guest on it. Um, it is a James Bond-themed podcast. Where basically he's going to have everyone watch a James Bond movie that he feels represents that person. And they're going to talk about it on that podcast. I'm not sure what the name of the podcast is yet. Uh, I am going to be on an episode. Hannah Rushline's going to be on an episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. Better be called Hoagie Bonding. <laughs> uh, and this Friday, which I believe is the 23rd, uh, Gabe Kia album release show at Chameleon in Northside. 20 comics are going to be on that. I'm going to be one of them. It's going to be the shit. Come on out. It's going to be awesome. Also, Chameleon's just great. Big shout out to Nick and Emily. They just rule. The best. Never the had best. a bad show there. I've definitely eaten a dick there, and I don't mean, you know, off stage. But I've never I've, had a bad time there. They've really done she a nice job. She doesn't mean not off stage. Yes. 
Say what you're about. To say what you're just about to say. I have no idea. Lloyd. Hannah, I think might exclude herself <laughs> I like from this. That still works. Hannah's going to exclude herself from this because the Colts are her favorite team. But Lloyd, there's only one thing left to say. There's only one thing left to say. Fuck you, Indianapolis Colts, for beating us. We, we like the Bengals. Why, man? Fuck you. We like the Bengals.